Ah, ah, ah. Don't touch that dial. Get ready for Blondie. Before we join the bumsteads of Shady Lane Avenue, let's gather around the bandstand for a curtain raiser from Tara Jones. Raise that curtain, Tara. You're a grand old flag, you're a high-flying flag, and forever in peace may you wave. You're the emblem of the land I love, the home of the free and the brave. Every heart beats true neath the red, white, and blue where there's never a boast or brag. But should old acquaintance be forgot, keep your eye on that grand old flag. You're a grand old flag, you're a high-flying flag, and forever in peace may you wave. You're the emblem of the land I love, the home of the free and the brave. Every heart beats true neath that red, white, and blue where there's never a boast or brag. But should old acquaintance be forgot, keep your eye on that grand old flag. Thank you, Tara. This week's episode is being sponsored by the Watertown Players, your favorite community theater troupe for more than 30 years. You know, folks, if you are like me, you find certain things in life fascinating. For instance, numbers, and more specifically, the number 25. Did you know that the smallest square that can be written by adding two consecutive squares is 25? And furthermore, did you know that World Pasta Day is held on the 25th of October every year? And most importantly, did you know that today marks the 25th episode of Blondie sponsored by the Watertown Players? We would like to give out special prizes to all those faithful fans who have listened to all 25 episodes. Doesn't that sound exciting? Have we piqued your interest? Well, have we? Here's what you need to do. All you have to do is write all 25 episode titles on a postcard and send it to the Watertown Players, care of, this was an April Fool's joke, Silly Watertown, Wisconsin, ha 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 ha. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. And now it's time for our weekly visit with the Bumsteads. We find Blondie in her spotless kitchen, just placing a huge dish of fresh-baked cookies on the table, and here comes Baby Dumpling. Mommy, listen! Yes, Baby Dumpling? Well, I was just wondering. There was a poor little boy at our front door just now. A poor boy? Uh-huh. He was awful hungry. I was wondering if we could spare just a couple of cookies for a hungry boy, Mommy. Why, of course we can, dear. You bring him around to the back door, and I'll fill his little hands with cookies. Okay, Mommy. He'll be awful happy. Let's see. I'll give him one of these. Oh, no, two of these. And a couple of these frosted ones. Oh, poor little fellow. And uh, I guess we can spare three of these sugar cookies. Yes, I'm coming. 
Hello, Mommy. Here are some cookies for... Why, Baby Dumpling, you're all alone. Where's the little boy who was so hungry? Well, Mommy, um, I'm him. Baby Dumpling Bumstead. The idea of playing such a trick on me. April Fool, Mommy. Oh, April Fool, eh? Uh-huh, April Fool. Can I have those cookies now? April Fool, no you can't. Ah. Well, not till after dinner. These cookies are for your father because today is his birthday. Was Daddy born twice, Mommy? Why no, dear. <laughs> what an idea. Well, how does he get to have two birthdays then? Oh, didn't I ever tell you about that? Nuh-uh. Will you tell me in the other room where I can't smell those cookies? I declare you have a bigger appetite than your father. Come on, then. I bet when I get big and have a little boy, I'll make his mother give him cookies every day. I guess Mrs. Baby Dumpling will have something to say about that. Now sit down and I'll tell you why your daddy has two birthdays instead of one. <sighs> I hope it takes my mind off cookies. Well, you see, Daddy was really born in a leap year. Uh-huh. What's leap year? Oh, well, that's a year that comes every four years. In leap year, the month of February has 29 days instead of 28. Well, your father was born on the 29th. That was tough. Of course, his family wanted him to have a birthday oftener than every four years. So they let him pick his own birthday, and he picked April 1st. Why did he pick April Fool's Day, Mommy? I think it was so he'd remember that it was April Fool's Day and not get caught so often. But it didn't do any good. He always gets caught. I'll go to the door, Mommy. It's Mr. Dithers. Be polite, baby. After all, he's Daddy's boss. Okay, Mommy. Hello, Baby Dumpling. Hi, Mr. Dithers. Say, what's that on your neck? Huh? Where? Uh, I don't feel anything on my neck. April Fool, it's your own head. <laughs> Baby. Ah, that's a good one. Well, Mr. Dithers, this is a nice surprise. Surprise? Didn't Dagwood tell you I was coming for dinner? Why, no. This, uh, this isn't another joke, is it? It better not be. Dinner is no joking matter. Well, all I meant was Dagwood didn't tell me, and dinner isn't ready, and... I know. I came early. Wanted to let you in on something. Little surprise for Dagwood. Did he tell you it was his birthday? Sure. That's the point. So I arranged this surprise. Now, if I tell you what it is, will you agree not to tell him? Of course. I won't spoil the surprise. Okay. It's a watch. A watch? Oh, how nice. Oh, but you shouldn't have done that. This isn't his real birthday, you know. Just an April Fool birthday. Don't worry. The watch is April Fool, too. Oh, isn't it a, a good watch? Certainly not. It's just for a laugh. Listen, I make a speech, see? Like this. In recognition of your unbroken record for being late at the office, I want to present you with this little token. When you open the box, watch out because time flies. <laughs> What's funny about that, Mommy? Shh, dear. Then comes the big laugh. Oh. It's a trick watch, see? When he goes to lift it out of the box, it blows up. Blows up? Sure. Flies into a million pieces. It's a scream.
Fella pulled it at the Civic Club the other day. I'm using the same watch. Oh, can it be put together again? Sure. Jordan the jeweler can fix it for the next fall guy. He rents the watch. I'm on my way to his store now to get it. Now remember, you gave me your promise not to tell Dagwood. Well, all right, Mr. Dithers. Only Dagwood doesn't understand jokes like that very well. Bobbycock! He's got to learn to take a ribbing once in a while. Don't start dinner till I get back. I laugh better on a full stomach. Oh, dear. What's the matter, Mommy? Well, I'm a little worried about Mr. Dither's joke. Daddy has been kind of hoping he'd get a present from him. Not so much for the present as to kind of show that they were friends. He'll be so happy when he gets the watch, and then when he finds out it's a joke, I'm afraid it will be an awful letdown. Can't we do something about it, Mommy? I don't know. We can't seem like poor sports, but uh, I don't like it. I betcha if I thought a long time, I could do something about it. Can I go out again for a while, Mommy? Well, yes, dear, but don't be late for dinner. Oh, here's Daddy now. Hi, Blondie. Hiya, baby. Hello, dear. Happy birthday again. Yeah, thanks. Hello, Daddy. Happy April Fools. Goodbye. Well, uh, that was soon over. What was his hurry? He's going outside to think. Think about what? Oh, April Fool jokes, I guess. Look, Dagwood, you, you don't mind much if people play jokes on you today, do you? Even if it is sort of your birthday? Me? Uh, no. I mean, no matter who played the joke on you, you wouldn't feel really badly, would you? No. Uh, no, honey. I can take a joke. Why, I like jokes. Oh, there's the phone. Maybe I'd better take it. No, no. It might be somebody wishing me a happy birthday. Hello? This is Mr. Bell of the telephone company. It is a joke, Dagwood. No, no, honey. Mr. Bell of the telephone company. Mr. Bell? Oh, Dagwood. Shh, Blondie. This may be important. Maybe they call old subscribers on their birthdays now and wish them... Are you there, Mr. Bumstead? Will you stand back from your phone about five feet, please? Sure, sure. I am. Now, whistle. Glad to, of course. Ready. Go ahead. <whistles> Louder. <whistles> My, you'd make a lovely canary. Two... Well, Dagwood, I tried to tell you. Oh, I knew it was a joke. I I didn't want to spoil his fun. <laughs> I'm glad everyone else has such a good time on my birthday. Well, don't you care, Dagwood. I have a nice dinner for you. Dinner? Well, what are we waiting for? We can't start dinner without Mr. Dithers. Mr. Dithers? Too. That's right. Hey... How did you find out he was coming? Why, uh... I'll get it. No, no, probably for me. It's my birthday, you know, and... Hello? Good evening, Mr. Bumstead. I'm C.R. Meter, Service Department, Municipal Light and Power Company. Would you mind stepping to a window and ascertaining if the street lamp in front of your residence is lighted? Why, no, sir, not at all. Just a minute. What is it, Dagwood? Light and Power Company. They're worried about a street light out here. Nope. It's okay. Hello? 
Yes? Is the street light burning? Yeah, sure it's burning okay. Well, don't forget to blow it out before you go to bed. April Fool! Two? Now what? Did they get you again, Dagwood? Oh, no, no, uh, what were we talking about when the phone rang? Oh, dinner. Why did you invite Mr. Dithers for dinner tonight, Dagwood? It was a matter of punctuation. Punctuation? Uh-huh. See, I started to say, you must come out to the house for dinner, comma, some night soon. Well? Well, he put a period after dinner, and before I could finish, he said he'd be out tonight. I'll take that. This time I'll show him who's an April Fool. Hello? Listen, fun is fun, but I've had enough nonsense from you. Bumstead! Too? It's Mr. Dithers. Oh, maybe he can't come. Yeah? He... Maybe you can't come, huh? Nonsense, Bumstead. I'll be there. Let me talk to Blondie. He's coming, Blondie. He wants to talk to you. Hello, Mr. Dithers. Listen, Blondie, I'll be a little late. Jordan the jeweler had closed his shop. Well, I'm glad in a way. You won't have the, uh, time, then. I'll have the watch. Don't worry. I made him send a clerk down to open up and let me get it. They can't stop J.C. Dithers that easy. Oh, well, all right. We'll wait. Goodbye. What won't he have time for, Blondie? Never mind, Dagwood. I, I, I promise not to tell. Oh, a surprise, eh? I told Mr. Dithers it was my birthday. Golly, I bet he got something for me. Oh, Dagwood, don't, don't expect too much, will you? No, no, honey. It isn't the gift, it's the thought that counts. Well, I don't mind holding dinner a while for good old Dithers. I'll just fix a little snack to keep my strength while I'm waiting. Oh, dear. I hope he won't be too disappointed. Fine dinner, Blondie. Puts me in good humor. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, me too. Now we have the cake, huh, Mommy? Yes, I'll go bring in the cake. Er, before we cut the cake, Baby Dumpling, you run out to the hall closet and look in my overcoat pocket. Bring me the little leather box in the right-hand pocket. Okay, don't eat the cake till I get back. Little leather box, eh? <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Dithers. I'll just put out the electric lights. Put them out? Why? The candles on the cake will look better by themselves. We can see enough to, uh, we can see all right by the candles. Here comes the cake. Happy birthday, Dagwood. Oh, boy. Look at that, Mr. Dithers. Yeah, what's keeping Baby Dumpling? Here's the what? the leather box. Blow out the candles and make a wish, Daddy. No, wait a minute. Before you blow out the candles, I've got a word to say. Quiet, all. Mr. Dithers has a leather, I mean, word to say. Go ahead, J.C. Well, Dagwood, in recognition of your unbroken record for being late at the office, I want to present you with this little token. Well, I... I... Thanks. All I can say is thanks, Mr. Dithers. When you open the box, watch out, because time flies. Sure. I... I'll open it right now. Oh, boy. Look, Blondie. Uh... A watch! Pick it up! Look it over! Now I know what you didn't have time for. 
to get it engraved. But that's okay. It's a beauty, all right. Take it out of the box. Wait, Dagwood, I... Pick it up? Oh, sure. There you are. It certainly is a swell watch. Why, Mr. Dithers, it didn't... It doesn't, uh... I see it doesn't. Something's wrong with it. No, no, nothing wrong. It's a honey. Let me see that watch. Give it here. Sure. Careful now. I wouldn't want anything to happen so soon. Well, I would. Hey, look out. Don't knock it. Cut that out, baby. Shh. But he's trying to bust it. Hey. That's mighty funny. It ought to come apart. Don't. No. Look out. Won't work, eh? I'll make it work. There. Two. My watch. Smashed to bits. Aw, he busted it. He certainly has. Glass all over the... A fine thing. Give a man a watch and then... Listen, I'll explain the whole thing. It was just a gag that... Uh, a gag? Excuse me, Mr. Dithers. Hey, who's this? Why, it's Jordan the jeweler. Oh, excuse me for walking right in, but, uh, but I was excited. You're excited? Listen, Jordan, you've ruined my whole evening. Am I too late for the joke? The joke didn't work. What joke? Oh, Dagwood, I wanted to tell you. Let me explain. Uh, my clerk made a mistake. He didn't give you the watch that comes apart. Ah! No, here is the trick watch. Then what was the watch Mr. Dithers broke? Broke? Where is it? Down here, on the floor. Smashed. Smashed? Mr. Dithers, do you know what you've done? Broken the wrong watch? Yes, Mr. Dithers. You've destroyed the best watch in my store. And it's going to cost you $150, Mr. Dithers. Oh, Oh, This episode of Blondie is being produced and sponsored by the Watertown Players. The Watertown Players has been a community staple for more than 30 years. Just a drop in the bucket in the grand scheme of the universe. And speaking of the universe, if we listed all of the fine productions that the Watertown Players has staged over the past 30 years, the amount of ink used to print the titles of all the fine productions that the Watertown Players has staged over these past 30 years, would stretch across the universe from our solar system all the way to the other side of the galaxy to the something the galaxy. And we're always adding to that list. Be sure to listen to the next episode of Blondie when we will announce our next production. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. And now, we return to the Bumsteads ringside where Dithers and Jordan the Jeweler are trying to out-shout each other. A hundred and fifty dollars, ha! to you, Mr. Dithers. Now listen. Listen to what? You've had the floor. Now let me have a word. Have a thousand words. What does it get you? You owe me one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, try and get it. I'll get it. Don't worry. I'm not worrying. I am. So am I. Shh, baby. But I got something to tell you, Mommy. It'll keep, baby. 
Gosh, too many people want to talk now. A fine jeweler wants me to pay for his mistakes. Yeah, a fine businessman gives his faithful employees trick watches. Gentlemen, this isn't getting us anywhere. Mommy, I want to tell you something. Quiet, baby. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but gosh, my nerves. Baby, go upstairs to bed. You too, Dagwood. Me? Go to bed? I mean, put baby to bed. I have an idea for settling the argument. Well, okay. Come on, baby. But I want to tell you something. Tell me upstairs. Come on now. Well, okay. Good night, Mommy. Say good night to the company, Baby Dumpling. Good night, all. I hope you go home soon. Baby, shh. Now, gentlemen, let's get this thing straightened out. I don't want to hear any more about it. All I want to hear is Dither saying, here's your check. Ah! No, wait. As I understand it, Mr. Jordan, you want Mr. Dithers to hand you $150. Not a penny less. Dithers takes an article that belongs to me. He smashes it. Any court in the land will give me damages to the extent of the value. Well, Mr. Dithers, that sounds like a strong case. Think so? Yes. You did smash a watch, and it wasn't yours. It would sound bad in court if you refused to pay anything for it. Ah, hear that, Dithers? But... But... But what? But I'm willing to help you out, Mr. Dithers. I've got a proposition to make. You put up $25, and I'll get you out of this. For $25? Not a chance. Is that so? I've seen Blondie get out of worse than this. I'm with you, Blondie. Oh, are you? Okay. Let me see you get him out of it, Mrs. Bumstead. All right, Mr. Jordan. Here goes. You spoke of going to law just now. Oh, you want to go to law, eh? No, and neither do you. Because, Mr. Jordan, while you might make Mr. Dithers look, well, not very generous... Huh? Uh-huh. Mr. Dithers will make you, Mr. Jordan, look very, very silly. Eh? Ah! How would it sound in court, Mr. Jordan, when you had to admit that your agent or clerk didn't know the difference between a $150 gold watch and an April Fool watch that falls apart. <laughs> well, I'm willing to arbitrate. Thank you. Now I'm going to ask you some questions. You don't have to answer, but I think you'd better, because the answers are all on your books, and a lawyer could get a court order to look at those books. You want to know prices? And costs, too. I've got nothing to hide. Good. Now, what is the price of the trick watch? What's that got to do with anything? The watch that he smashed is $150. You said you had nothing to hide. What do you ask for the trick watch? $75. What a robber! A robber, am I? Now I will go to law. Wait. Mr. Dithers, if I'm going to settle this, you'd better leave us alone. Huh. Please. Go out in the kitchen and, and get a drink of water or something. All right, all right. Call me when Jordan hollers for help. My, I'm glad you keep your dignity, Mr. Jordan. Never mind the soft soap, madam. I'm waiting for any facts you have that will make me take less than the $150 for that watch. All right, I'll give you facts. But first, why do you value the trick watch so highly? It's a good rental property. In one year, I rented it five times at $5 a time. 
six times counting givers. I see. And how much did you actually pay for the trick watch? That's my business. I thought you had nothing to hide. Well, the trick watch cost me $50. I asked 75 because I'm entitled to 50% on any sale. That's what I wanted to know. That would mean that the good watch only actually cost you $100. Well, er, yes, I might settle for that, but not a penny less. Well, we'll see. Now getting back to the trick watch. It cost you $50 and you've made $25 in rentals on it. So if that watch got smashed, the real loss to you would be just $25. Is that right? Well, yes. All right. Mr. Dithers has offered to settle for $25. Oh, he has. Well, it won't work, Mrs. Bumstead. I'm going to be paid for the good watch because it was the good watch that he smashed. Not in the eyes of the law. Eh? Why not, I'd like to know. Well, take this example. Your wife goes into a store where they have an original gown from Paris. Value $300. They also have exact copies at $30 a piece. Your wife orders a copy. Well? Well, the store makes a mistake. They send her the original. She didn't order that, doesn't want that, doesn't know she has it. But she wears it thinking it's the copy. Then she spills ink on it. She does? Is it paid for? Yes, she paid $30. But the store discovers their mistake. They bring a copy and ask for the original back. It's spoiled, so they bill her for $300. What? I'd like to see them get it. I'm glad you see my point. But the watch is different. Not a bit. Listen, Mr. Dithers rented a watch. He got what he thought was a trick watch. He had every right to think that. He didn't order a good watch. He paid a rental to get a come-apart watch. When it didn't work the way you told him it would, he tried to make it work. Well, he made it come apart, all right. Of course he did. He paid to see it come apart. I am not sure he could sue you. Sue me? What for? Well, he had paid you a sum to have a laugh on someone else. Instead, the laugh has been on him. If I said you had made him very ridiculous, he might get damages. I've had enough. You win. Thanks. You can come in now, Mr. Dithers. Bring the $25 with you. Ha! Seen the light, eh, Jordan? Well, here's your $25. That's a lot to pay for an April Fool joke. Oh, you think you're stuck, eh? How about me? I'm out $125. You mean $75? I heard you admit the broken watch only cost $100. Well, then I'm out 75. That's 50 more than you are. But you're really not out any more than Mr. Dithers. Oh, I'm not, eh? How do you figure that? Well, you still have the trick watch, haven't you? I'll be lucky if I still have it when I leave here. But how does that make me losing no more than Dithers? He's only out $25. Don't you see? It's plain as the nose on your face. Listen. I'm listening. So am I. Mr. Jordan had two watches. He paid $50 for one and $100 for the other. Total $150. Right. He now has only one watch, but he values it at $75, his own figure. Right. 
So he has $75 plus $25 he made in rentals on it. That's $100 plus $25 Mr. Dithers paid him for it is $125 or only $25 less than he paid for both watches. She's right, Jordan. We're even. Then shake hands. No, oh, I don't mind. Good night. I'm going before she has me owing somebody money. I'm glad you mentioned that. How about the $5 rental Mr. Dithers paid? Huh? What? It isn't fair to rent a man a thing that you also sell him and which he never gets. You've got to watch, Mr. Jordan. I'm going. I, I think I've worn out my welcome here. Hey, wait. She's right again. Give me that five. I'll get him. Come back, Jordan. Goodness. Hey, Blondie, you know what? No. What, dear? Baby Dumpling, come in here. Here I am. Now tell Mommy what you told Daddy upstairs. I was trying to tell everybody down here. It's just that I bought Daddy a watch, too. What? How? Where? He took money out of his pig bank. All he had. So I wouldn't be disappointed when Mr. Dithers pulled his joke. Why, baby, that was sweet. I went to the toy store and bought a watch for 238 pennies. It was worth 250 pennies. Like mother, like son. A bargainer. Well, where is the watch you bought, baby? Tell her, baby. Mr. Dithers broke it. Oh, no, baby. Oh, yes, he did. See, when Baby went to the clothes closet to get the box for Mr. Dithers, he switched his watch for the one in Dithers' pocket. So that Daddy wouldn't have a joke played on him. Well, bless your heart. I don't care if I never get a watch with a son like that. But wait, then where is the good watch we thought was broken? I've got it, Mommy. Right here, see? For heaven's sake. He got away from me. Hey, what's that? It's the watch we thought you broke. Baby saved it. Huh? How? There was a little skullduggery in the closet. It was a watch Baby had bought his father that you broke. Oh, it was, huh? It took all my pennies to buy it, too. Well, let's see. How much was Jordan out? Twenty-five dollars. Okay, I'll pay him that and I'll own this watch. You'll have a bargain, too. $50 for a watch that retails at $150. You mean Baby will have a bargain. It's his, to pay for the one I broke. Oh, no. Uh, the difference in price. Uh, that's too much. No, Dagwood. I won't miss $50. But Baby's watch cost him all he had. I'm getting off easy. Here, Baby. Thanks. Here, Daddy. Eh? Speech, baby, speech. Okay. Hey, Daddy. Uh, in recognition of your unbroken re record as a good daddy, I hereby pres present you with this totem or something. Anyhow, it's your watch, and happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Gosh, all I can say is I... I hope everybody that ever has a birthday has good ones as I have. And, and... Let's cut that cake. And let's cut that cake. Cake! Ah. Cake! Cake! Come on, everybody. 
April Fool. And so, we leave Blondie and Dagwood of Shady Lane Avenue. We invite you to listen the next time we join the Bumsteads. Our next episode is entitled, Old Eggs and Easter Hats. <laughs> Sounds like a hoot and a half to me. This week's episode, Watch Out, It's April Fools, featured the voice talents of Carl Zarling as Mr. Dithers, Matt Emerson as The Voice, Greg Coots as Jordan, Jenny Ortega as Baby Dumpling, Lane Landowski as Dagwood, and of course, Lisa Steffel as Blondie. This week's episode was brought to you by the Watertown Players. Looking for quality, affordable entertainment? Well, look no further, friends. Make sure to follow the Watertown Players on Facebook so that you don't miss any past, present, or future productions. Be sure to tune in next time when we make our big announcement about our return to in-person theater. This is your announcer, Jim Steffel, thanking you for supporting the Watertown Players and our continuing episodes of Blondie. For more information on how you can help fund these fine old-fashioned productions, please text BLONDIE to 44321. That's BLONDIE, B-L-O-N-D-I-E, to 44321. Thank you, and good night!